I thank him for everything. We thank him for the good, the bad, whatever it is. We just glorify him because he is good. And he's good in all of his ways, no matter where his ways take us. We have to obey his will for our lives and follow his will. And he'll lead us in the right way to go when we follow him and his leading because he's a good and perfect God. Nothing he does by accident or happenstance. Everything in our lives already has a plan and a purpose for our lives. If we just put our hands in the Lord and trust him for all things. Amen. Amen. Lord, thank you for this word today. Thank you for healing today for our minds and our bodies. Lord, we serve you. We know that you are the only true and living God. And Lord, we worship you. We kiss your feet, Lord. We glorify your holy name, for there is none like you, Jesus. You are the Lord of lords and the King of kings. And we worship you, God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, for everything. We thank you. Amen. Amen. And I'm over at Philippians 2. Go down to verse number 12 to 16. And we're just going to, to have a word on this chapter here. And in this chapter of Philippians, Paul is, is talking through his epistle. And Paul, we know that Paul has wrote many letters to the church and he has established many church. He's a great man of God because God used him greatly in the earth. He was not always uh, um, the, the type of person that you would have thought would have been carrying the word of God or doing the word of God from his past. We all have past. We all have done things in our lives that we regret, but God has healed us from our past. And we are made brand new through the blood of Jesus Christ. And it's a good thing because if God had not changed us, we would have remained in the same state that we once was in. Going to hell, living in sin, doing all kinds of things with no understanding of who Jesus is. When what he did for us on that cross of Calvary we would not have known that we have benefits and we can have eternal life through what Jesus Christ did for us and the forgiveness of our sins. It's such a good thing. God loves us above all things. He came and died for us and no one would do that for us only. And we're at Philippians 2, 12 to 16. And Verse number 12 says in chapter 2, it says, Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do 
of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmuring and disputing, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Amen. Amen. So Paul is giving this word, this epistle, to these people, to the church. And he's telling them to work out their salvation. You know, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Because it is God who works in both, in you both, to will and to do for his good pleasure. This is God's good pleasure that we should give forth the word and live a life that is rooted and grounded in, in, in Christ. It is for his good pleasure that we live a life of peace and joy, that he has, he has given us great, great promise through his word. And we have to read and study the word of God that our lives will line up with his will and his purpose for our life. He's a good God. And everything that he has for us is good. There's nothing dark. There's no darkness or shadow in him. He is all light. And we must be light. That's what this chapter is saying. That we should be light bearers. Bringing forth the light of God. Through the words that we speak. Through the deeds in our life. Lining up with his will. That's what we are, light bearers. And we should remember this. Wherever we go, we bring light. We bring light into a dark and perverse generation. And we see this every day of our lives as we look at TV, even as we go about our day to the, to the, to the store, shopping for groceries, the mall, wherever you are, you see the perverse and dark generation and it seems to be getting worse. People having road rage and cursing you out and you did nothing to them. People shooting and killing each other. Murdering innocent people. Taking their possessions that they have worked for, worked hard for. And people just come and take it away. Have the nerve to do such a thing. That's a demonic force. That's a force that does not care about anyone, any life. And that is not the spirit of God. That's the spirit of Satan working in those people that do these sorts of things. So we must pray. We must cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus and pray, always pray without ceasing that God will cover us with his blood, that he will cover our children every day when they leave home to go to school because it has crept all into the school. You don't know if you're going to see your child again that evening. So much is happening in this world, in this perverse and dog generation. So Paul tells us here in this chapter that we are the light bearers, that we must take the word 
of the Lord and shine with the word. The word is light. And when we speak the word, we bring light to a dark place. 13 says, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. For his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and disputing. Stop complaining about the things that you do or, or the things that happen to you. Go through. Because what you go through is for your growth. It's for your understanding of how to do things. And the things that you go through that are hard and you feel is hard, don't let it be for naught. Learn from it. Pray and ask God to move for you. And then once you have gone through that thing, you know that God has worked it out for you. And then when something else happens, you'll know that God will work this thing out for you. This problem that you're having that you can't solve, the heartache and the pain that you're going through. No, remember. Remember what God did before he brought you through that thing. And he will do it again. Because you belong to him. So go through what you're going through. It'll take you to who God really is in your life. Don't dispute anything. Because you become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as light. When you trust God and when you let the Lord come in and take you through and you carry the word of the Lord in your heart, you become a light to the world. You become a light to shine. And then you will, a light will bring in others out of that darkness. You know how a light shines in the, in the darkness? People, they're, just say people are in the dark. And that light that they see, they're looking to that light. They're, they're walking towards it. Because that light will direct them. They're to direct them out of the darkness. So you are the light in that office filled with people that are cursing and doing all kinds of things. Be the light, even though you can't stand it in that place that you're in. And you can't stand to hear the cursing and all of the things that surround you. Be a light. Be a light. Because there are some that want to come out of that. And they don't know how to. So you be the light. And let them walk. Show them the way to come out of there. We are to be light bearers in this perverse and dark generation. Paul talks in Philippians in this chapter about this. You know, and he, he writes this epistle. Epistle is, is just a letter. Not just, but it is a letter or a series of letters that, that you write, or a poem, or some type of literary work. That's what epistle means. You can write an epistle. You can write a, a, a letter with, with healing and with, with words of wisdom and understanding for someone. You can write an epistle too. So Paul writes this epistle. This is his epistle to the church. 
And he's telling them, be a light bearer. What the world is and how dark it is and how they, the church, can, can, can live and live an obedient life to Christ. That's what this chapter is talking about also. Being obedient to God and his word. And then to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And that means that what God has given you, you have to work what God has given you out in your life. You have to work it out in fear and trembling. And when you say fear and trembling, that's just a higher sense of, uh, uh, of reversing God. When you say fear and trembling, you're reversing God. It's a more higher standard of a spiritual spiritualness in Christ and, and letting him use your life. That's what it means. You work it out through Christ, letting him lead and guiding you to this, through this thing that you're going through with fear and trembling, with reverence for the Lord. God is not to be taken lightly or to play with and his name used in vain, as I hear so many people do. He is Lord. He is a holy God to be reverenced and to be feared, to be loved and worshipped. That's who he is. Not someone to play with and to joke about. He's not a joke. He died on the cross for you and for me. He shed his precious blood so that we could live eternally, be forgiven of sin. And our sins washed away because of what he did for us. And we are not burning in hell because of what our holy God did for us. That's nothing to play with. Nothing to be amused at or, or his name used so casually in vain. He's Lord of Lords and King of Kings. He is our Lord all by himself and he don't need any help from anybody. He did it all by himself. He created the heavens and the earth. He created everything. The air that we breathe is his breath that was breathed into our nostrils. And if he takes his breath away, we wouldn't get up in the morning. And I'm so thankful that he saw fit to blow his breath on me this morning. That I could rise up out of my bed, get up, and thank him for another day. Because he's been so good, so good to me. And I thank him every day of my life, every day of my life. But this epistle may have been one of his prison's letters, what he wrote while he was in prison. We know that he was put in prison a couple of times because of his preaching the gospel. He went through many things, and all of the other apostles went through many things, being persecuted and killed because of the word, because the world was cruel and hatred. But they preached the gospel that God wanted them to do, just like Jesus when he went to that cross for you and me. These apostles followed behind him, and they preached the gospel even though they were killed, they were persecuted, beheaded, whatever it was, they preached the gospel. 
and they worked out their own soul salvation. But Paul wrote this letter to the church and the letter probably, the epistle or the letter probably came from the prison to the church. And he tells them what to do and how to be obedient to the Lord. Even when he was going through, he was still telling the church how to worship God, how to live a life in Christ, how to let the light of the Lord shine in their lives and preach the gospel. And even though this was written many years ago, it can apply to our times today because this is a dark and perverse generation, just like it was back then. And it can apply to us today. So this word is a living word, is a word that will last forever. And it will always direct us and lead us in the way that we should go. But we are to preach it and to talk about it and to teach it and let the light of the Lord shine in us because we are light bearers. Paul tells the church to work out their own salvation, we just said. Yes, and we have to do that, work out our own soul salvation. And we can do it. Wherever, Philippians 2 and 12 said, wherever, wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own soul salvation with fear and trembling. That's what Paul was telling them. Get out of yourself. Work out your salvation from pride and, and vain glory. We have to trust God and let God's light shine, not worrying so much about ourselves. This is not about us, this gospel. This is about the Most High God, living a life and obeying God. Do what God has called you to do. God has blessed you with gifts and talents. Use them to glorify God. Everything we do should be to glorify Him. Jesus fed the multitude with, with the loaves and the fish. There was not enough to feed the multitude by, by man's understanding, no. But with God, all things are possible. And all things are possible in your life. You can do great works. Just trust and obey the Lord. Let your light shine. Be a light bearer. Do not work for food that spoils, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Our approval comes from God. We don't need man's approval. We owe everything to God, not man, but to God. God gives us eternal life. That is our reward. That is what we work for. And we've spread, we're spreading the gospel, living our life according to the word of our Father. Our reward comes from God. He is the one we want to please, not man. Philippians 2 and 13 said, For God is, it is God which worketh in you both to will 
and to do His good pleasure. Work out what God works in. Work it out. If He does not work it in, you will never work it out. We have to have God in it for it to work. If the Holy Spirit is not in your works, then it won't work. You need God to work it out in your life. You will want to do His will. You know, when the Holy Spirit comes in, you want to do His will. You want to follow Him and do what He's telling you to do when the Holy Spirit comes in. Because the Holy Spirit will give you power to do great works that you never thought you could do when the Holy Spirit comes in. God is a good God. Let God, God's will be done in you. And let His will be your will. The Bible says in Hebrews 13 and 21 that Jesus will, Jesus will make a way for you. Jesus will make you complete. He will make you complete in every good work to do His will. Working in you what is well pleasing in His sight through Jesus Christ to whom we glory forever. That's Hebrews 13 and 21. Philippians 2 and 14 says, Do all things without murmuring or disputing. That's what we just said. Everyone has a place in God's house. Everyone. God is no respecter person. It doesn't matter who you are, what you have done. When you come to him and he forgives you of your sin, sins, you become a brand new creature in Christ. You are adopted into the beloved. No one can judge you. Only God judges. Don't worry about what people say, what they think. You belong to God. And it's His purpose for your life that you keep doing. And that you obey Him and follow His leading. Don't worry about people. People will always talk. People will always put you down. This is a, like we said, a perverse and dark generation. Just like the children of Israel and, and everything. They were constantly complaining and murmuring. murmuring, And they didn't make it into that promised land because of what they did. You know? But Christ came for us. And that's such a good thing. And I'm so thankful. So thankful. The Son of God, He came for us. And God will keep you. And no harm shall come to you. Men will not be able to rebuke you. Because God is in the plan. His Spirit is in the plan. We can't do it without His Holy Spirit being in us. Even in the midst of this crooked world, you will shine when you take the word of the Lord and let it light your way. You will be that light for this dark generation. You cannot straighten uh, people out or make people do the right thing. Only God can do that. You give them the word and the word will work by itself. But you can shine. Let the light of God shine when you speak. 
Let it shine all the way through you. Let it, let it be a beacon. Blanking in the darkness. Guiding people to, to, to the word. To the Lord. That they may be saved. Just like you are saved. Just like you were made brand new. Bring them to Christ. That's what God wants us to do. Bring them to Christ. Bring them. Be a light bearer. In this perverse generation. And we see it every day. But we have to use the living word. In our life. Use that word. Let it come out of your heart. That's hidden in there. You remember how we... How, the, how we say, let the word of the Lord be hidden in your heart that you may not be, that you may not sin against him. There, the word is hidden in your heart. And when you need it most, it's going to come out. And all you have to do is call on the name of Jesus. And God will bring it to light. You know, it's so much that God has given us, so much promise and so many things that he has for us. All we have to do is tap into that source. And we do that by loving God and obeying his word. Praying and seeking him. Letting him use our life to the uttermost. Surrendering our life to him. It's a surrendered life that we have to live all our lives. A surrendered heart that the Holy Spirit can use our lives to do the work of the ministry. God is a good God. Be a light, as Paul says. Be a light. And let that light shine. Let it shine. Let it shine in your life. Let it shine. There, there used to be a song they used to sing a long time ago. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine, this little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. I remember that song. My mom used to sing it. Oh, and I could. I was a little girl, and I used to imagine a light shine, shine. Let it shine, let it shine. You know, and that's what God wants us to be, a light shining in the darkness. Yes, Lord, and the world can't take it away. When we say shining, your shining is holding forth the word of life, the living word of God. That's what you're doing. You are to hold forth the word of life as men hold forth a torch. Hold forth. The word of God. Hold it. Go to God in prayer and ask him to, 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 to be uh, established and rooted and grounded in him. Pray. Ask him. God will do it for you. Paul cared much about God's work. But he did not trouble about himself. We know that. We know that Paul was was sick, he had some kind of ailment, but he didn't let that stop him from doing God's work. You know, we he talked about that many times. He had a, a thorn in his flesh, but he did not stop doing what God had called him to do because he loved the Lord and he had a mandate to do. 
he had to go because the, the word was shut up in him like fire and he had to let it out and he had to tell someone about the goodness of God. He had to establish churches and do the things that God had put in his spirit to do and he did it. But do not neglect and delay in serving God. We have to serve him with our whole heart, with our whole mind, with our body, and let him work with us. Work it out in our lives, Lord. God gives us the ability and the will to do. And like we said, we need the Holy Spirit in us in order to do what he has called us to do. It is the grace of God which inclines the will to have that which is good. It is God's grace. And then enables us to perform it and to act according to our principles. Thou hast wrought all our works in us, Lord. As there is no strength in us, so there is no merit in us. We cannot act without God's grace, so we cannot claim it nor pretend to deserve it. God's good, God's good will to us is the cause of all his good works in us. The gospel is called the word of life because it reveals and prospers to us eternal life through Jesus Christ. Life and immortality are brought to light by the gospel. It's the gospel that tells us about immortality and life. It is the gospel that shows us God's heart and who he is and what we have to do and following God and being children of God, led by the Holy Spirit. It is the gospel. And that's what we are spreading day by day as we go forth and speak his word. We're spreading the gospel, the good news, because it is good news. We don't have to live in sin. We don't have to die and go to hell. We are forgiven when we come to Christ and give him our life. And it's such a good thing. God is good and you can come to, to Jesus Christ and he'll give you new life. No matter who you are or what you have done in life, Jesus loves you and he will forgive you of sin no matter who you are. Just come, just come. Don't wait till you figure it out or get out of the mess and think you can do it on your own. No, you can't. Come just as you are with all your your baggage and the mess that you're in. Come like you are. He'll clean you up. He'll clean you up and wash you off. You'll be spanking brand new, shining when he gets through with you. If you give him your life and let him come in, he'll change everything about you. Everything. We must have faith to believe that he is God that he died on the cross for you and rose again on the third day. God is good. 
Do you believe today? Will you come today and let the Holy Spirit come in? Let the Lord in. Let him change your life. Let him change your life today. Come, just as you are. Lord, I thank you for today, Lord. I thank you for your word of healing, your word of life. I thank you for using our lives, Lord, as light bearers, God. Teach us where to go and what to do because we serve you a true and risen Savior. We cannot do anything without you, Lord, and we need you every day. Every day of our lives, we need you, Jesus. So show us and guide us. Lead us, God. We surrender our whole heart to you. You are the Lord, and we bless your name today. We curse the spirit of addictions in the land. We curse murders and all of the, the things that we see today, God. We curse those evil doings, God. We curse it from the root, and we send it back to hell from which it come. And we speak healing and life to this world, to your people, that they will come to know you for who you are, the true and living God, the only God. Lord, I thank you today. I thank you for moving by your spirit. Amen. 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 Amen.